was kind of thinking to myself, well, yeah, I could do that, but so many people do that, and will I live a fulfilled life? So then I changed my mind. Hi, my name is Haley Grove, and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City, and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career. So let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Dance. I'm very close to this microphone because my mom informed me last week that no one could hear me. Um, I don't know if that was a personal problem of hers or if it was my problem. So I'm going to just be very close anytime I speak today. Hopefully the Christmas and Hanukkah beings that gift me gifts because I'm very lucky to celebrate both holidays will maybe give me a new microphone because I think this one might be on its way out. But today, I am so excited for my guest. He is from New Jersey. He is maybe one of the funniest people I've met in the dance industry. Like, I'm not just saying that. You're going to see even from this video, like, his personality just shines and is so delightful and needed in this dance industry he is so talented he is currently in the radio city christmas spectacular and he's done that a few years he's danced on marvelous miss Maisel. he's done so many different types of jobs so many styles and also just has such a great balance of humor and professionalism at the same time i was telling him that earlier and I'm just so excited to talk to him. I know we're going to laugh. I know it's going to be great. Um, so enough of me blabbing. Let me share this absolutely. I mean, I just, I can't, I don't want to spoil it. So I'm just going to share this video. It shows his talent. It shows, oh, it's just perfect. Okay, let's check it out. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dear Dance Pod on Instagram so you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the Patreon. If you would like to support this show and get some fun perks, join the Supporter Squad. It's only $5 a month, which is less than a Dunkin' Donuts iced matcha latte in Manhattan. And instead of getting a cup of green sugar milk with ice, you will get access to fun behind-the-scenes content, early access to guests, and craft supply lists so you can craft with us live while you watch us on YouTube. I'm hoping to grow this community and we have a Discord so maybe we can have some movie nights or a book club or send some cool things in the mail. I've got a lot of ideas. Once we reach 100 patrons, I will be starting the Dancer's Dream Grant Program. This means I'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, paying your dancers for their beautiful work, getting some really good snacks for them, renting a studio because you cannot do another self-tape in your apartment. The bigger this community grows, the more we can give back and help lift other dancers up. If this sounds fun to you, check out the info in the show notes. And now let's get back to the episode. Absolutely incredible. Like, I I just can't get enough. The bear takes me out. The little kid moment, which like his little kid videos, like, oh, we're going to have to talk about it because I'm just obsessed with him. I wish I knew him as a young child. Like, I feel 
cheated in life that I didn't get to experience preteen Michael. But let's bring him in. Let's give a really big round of applause. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I'm you for having me. I'm <laughs> so happy you're here. I'm, I'm obsessed so with you. Here. You're one of the funniest people I know. So I feel very weird being so close to the microphone, but like we're giving Hunchback of Notre Dame and I'm okay with it. Um, I'm close too. Yeah, yeah. Get really close. Everyone lean into your screen and just like get personal with us. Um, so our craft for today, (laughs) our craft for today, I feel like I'm like doing an ASMR video. If anyone is watching and says that I'm extremely loud and that I can push myself backwards, please let me know because I'm very uncomfortable. Um, but our craft for today, I thought because you're very skilled and I, I feel like you love a good, like post rehearsal nightcap or something like this like I feel like you're always making like cute drinks for yourself and so I (laughs) no shame it's been a rough it's been a rough uh few years of this panini that we've been in Um, so so I thought we could try and make some little clay coasters fun fact yours will not be usable uh well, maybe if you let it dry for a really long time. Um, but I have like some have air dry clay because I have so much from the time that I did pinch pots with Lizzie. Go check out that episode. Um, so I thought that we could make some. I know you have some Play-Doh. So yours is like I a do. little less permanent. Um, but I think that it will be amazing. Oh, but you have colors. See, I don't have colors. Mine is just terracotta. What, so, what is it looks like biscoff cookies from here what is it does it's just like regular right <laughs> no, it's like a cappuccino air dry clay yeah it's not um edible unfortunately oh, but, darn. and neither is this yeah well there was a kid actually in my my kindergarten class who like i went to a montessori school we had like handmade play-doh in the classroom and i guess it was edible but this kid his name was zach Sorry, Zach, to be spilling your business, but he would sit. Always a Zach that messes ish up. Yeah, he was sitting in circle time with this like green ball of Play-Doh and he just would eat it like with a string of Play-Doh consistently hanging from his mouth. And I would be like, so not edible. So don't be like Zach. And green, other things. It was not, it was not a good, and that's the only thing I think of him from now on. So I don't know what he's doing with his life, but I hope he stopped eating Play-Doh. But uh, Maybe PSA, he's like an eyes, ears, nose, and clay. throat doctor. Um, I know, he definitely needs like, I, he has so much Play-Doh in his system. Um, so all we have to do, you get to have like a lot of colors. So like you can make yours really cool. The way I'm thinking about this is that we're going to make some coils, like roll out some snakes, and then we loop them together to make them like a nice little coily little coaster. I feel like it'll be cute. I don't know. And I'm imagining you'd probably have to like seal it with something, even with this air dry clay. Um, I'm obviously not a master potter, but... I think it could be like a cute little gift. I don't know. I've been like playing a lot of Animal Crossing, so I feel like I can build a whole world um, in real life. So this might be my first time at this rodeo in a very long time. (laughs) I love it. That's the whole point of doing these crafts is like, I think as I can only speak for myself, but as a as in my dance life, um, I struggle with trying to constantly get better and not just like be creative in the moment and appreciate like the creativity that I have and where I'm at. And so I love to do these crafts because it's good to be creative and messy and not perfect sometimes. Um, And if we're able to multitask, while we do this, I would love to hear a little bit about your background with dance how you got into it. Clearly you started when you were very little. I'm a horrible multitasker, so this is going to be really interesting, but it's going to be more raw and pure. So I, exactly. I think it's actually the better way than me like 
you know, so. So, you clearly started dancing when you were very young. I did. I started at six in an all-boys hip-hop. Uh, my sister danced. She's three years older than I am. She always danced, and I got jealous. And I would see her doing, like, batmas during class, and I'd run to the back room and try my batmas. And then, yeah, my mom just put me in, like, but, well, no, she said to the studio I wanted to dance. And um, they're like, well, you know, he's sick, so he can only do boys' hip-hop. Like, he's too young for anything else. So, you know, I played along. I played the game and um, did boys' hip-hop for a year. Loved it. Um, we did Just Got Paid in Sync. Our costume was, I have to send this to you, black long sleeve shirt, money symbols all down it. Amazing. I was, need I need that great. picture. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, just fell in love. And then the next year I started, so when I was six going on seven, um, I started <laughs> moving up the big leagues, um, jazz, <laughs> um, ballet, and tap. And then from there, I just like joined the little junior company and kept going and did hip hop and tap and jazz and ballet. And, and I just kept going and I was like a competition brat. So I kept doing that for years, um, all in Jersey. Very lucky to live and be from very close. Yeah, that's awesome. Did yeah. you know from a very young age that like this was what you wanted to do forever? Or did you have some other thoughts while you were growing up about like what you might end up doing as a career? I knew that this spoke to me the most. When I was a kid, I had a lot of um, developmental issues and a lot of like speech. I was in therapy. I honestly, I rode the short bus for a while. Like I had a lot of like developmental issues. They had to put me in a program cause I just couldn't, you could tell me to pick up scissors and like, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like I was really bad. I didn't talk until I was like five. So I had many just things and, um, but somehow dance and movement and it always spoke to me and it always just came naturally and I always had a love for it. Um, and I always worked my ass off at it. And I, and I think I still, you know, have a natural ability at it. I think growing up reality kind of sets in and I was a little nerdy in high school and I was like, well, I'm going to work on wall street and, you know, make six figures. And I, I was like looking into like business schools and being really sort of practical. And then, I think I just got re-inspired and was kind of thinking to myself, well, yeah, I could do that, but so many people do that, and will I live a fulfilled life? So then I changed my mind around like 15, 16. Um, still went to college, still did not study dance in college because I wanted to, you know, have that to fall back on and be versatile. And um, But yeah, I, I think I always knew I was going to end up going for this, but I think you want to think like, okay, how am I going to make money one day and how, and where should I work and what should I do? And so all the thoughts yeah. when you're growing up and trying to clear up your skin and finding your awakening. <laughs> totally. Was your first job that video that starts off your reel as you as a little kid, or did you start working when you were younger because you were so close to the city? I did actually a year, a year or two before that video, I did, um, I don't know if it's really a job, but I did the Macy's Day Parade. That's you amazing. Could actually, you could YouTube it. If you look up 2004, because I still have the sweatshirt that I wear every Thanksgiving that I got. I 100% was watching that Macy's Day Parade, so I saw you on TV. It was the Tuttenstein float, and we danced behind Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees. I don't know if you remember them with Nick and Drew Lachey. Jeff was the other one of the degrees <laughs> and um we were little little uh super mask um archaeologists behind them doing like singing walk like an egyptian we were like way away so we did that i um me and another girl from my studio so destined for child stardom and then um a couple years ago did the the hip-hop vid which is was like an instructional hip-hop video that was the first thing you see in my my reel and um that was just they've contacted my studio because we were right near new york and they were connected and they auditioned us and yeah that was that was a, that was a fun it one off. 
I mean, it's so it's so incredible. Um, what you need to see the been, whole thing. It's I do. Pathetic. I really do need to see the whole thing. I was actually I was in a UNICEF video that was um, about like brushing your teeth and like how people have different jobs. So I had a similar kind of situation. Apparently, it was played on airplanes. I did <sighs> not get paid for it, but it was translated into twelve languages. Um, That's the dream so, right there, though. Right? You know, like starting young. We were just like destined for greatness um and have yet to burn out truly truly we're amazing fast forward what has been your best dance experience not necessarily a job um because there are a lot of great opportunities that we don't get paid for um that sometimes we should get paid for and there's a lot of uh miserable ones that we do get paid for so i always like to say opportunity not job yeah Best dance experience. Ooh, I wish I could think of this before you asked me. I would say I grew up assisting on a couple of conventions. Um, and I was in the Tremaine world and then the co-dance world before they unfortunately um, ended. But I would say getting to assist on those conventions was pretty huge for me. Um, just because that was a point in my life when I did want to pursue this. So then getting to work with those choreographers like co-dance casually I was assisting like Tice Oreos class and I'm like Crazy. like I might never work with you again but right now I'm like on stage like learning his oops drop more play-doh so <laughs> that sometimes would always hit me and I was like wait this is really cool and I was you know still like a teenager so I didn't fully I was I did but I didn't fully like I would now totally get it but I knew then I was like this is this is a big deal And then also, you know, there's always these certain audition scenarios, even if you don't get it, but you make it to the end and it's a choreographer that like you're still in touch with today. And you're like, yeah, like that's how, you know, that's how it works. Like this is how you make, you know, relationships and get to know other people. So sometimes I've had audition experiences that were pretty exciting and just like you make it to the end. You're like, I didn't, you know, I thought I would have gotten cut first round. So sometimes that sort of surprise is also really an exciting thing to yeah tell your parents about <laughs> I love it so how did you end up in the Radio City Christmas Spectacular because speaking of auditions that is like a very very intense intense audition just for the dancers alone like not even the Rockettes I went I think like one time and it was like hundreds of people there mm-hmm. when did you first enter that world um well I guess this isn't related but I tried at the end of college I went for like their spring show um so that was like I guess my first technical audition but for Christmas it was a few years later um made it to the end so it was for those who don't know it's basically between the first day of calls and then the callback day it's two days of I think there's five rounds of the first day And then the callback day, they have you doing your old combos you learned, and then you're learning new combos while learning lyrics with them. And you have to sing and dance at the same time. Um, And often it's like these kind of dances where it's like very, you know, like it's hard to do together, at least at first. Um, So I tried my first year, did not get it that year, but I made it to the end. And I was like, you know what, when something opens and the moment's right, it'll happen. Um, So I came back the next year and I got it. And it was pretty much the same process. You do, uh, you come in, there's hundreds of you. um, You start with a jazz round and then you go into a different combo. And then you go into like a more charactery, like a Santa combo. Um, Back when there were Russians, we did the Russian round where you're doing like the Russian jumps and the squat ups that those bears do. Luckily, I never had to do that there. And um, and then the next callback day, they take it down to about, I think I remember it being like 18 or 19. So they cut wow. it pretty fast. And then the callback round, you're doing your old combos. And then we're learning, we're in the toy shop doing our elf dance and learning lyrics to it. And like I said, it, it was pretty. So yeah, longest, one of the most stressful processes, but obviously very worth it and i'm glad to be with them and i love every minute of it honestly 
Yeah. Do you have a favorite number that you're in and a favorite like dance that you get to do? Ooh, I don't want to give too much away because you got to come to the show. I but know, I know I need to come. I love finale because mm. it's just good jazz and we're traveling and we're using our lines and there's snow falling down and our costumes are glittery and it's just joyful. So I love that. And then what else do I, I mean, I love, I love doing it all as hard as it is. I really do love doing the show. And then I would say I always have fun in the Nutcracker being sugar bear. I mean, in, I am so obsessed with these dancing bears. I So I've actually only seen, I saw the tour of the Christmas Spectacular. I think okay. I was like 12 in Boston, but I've never seen it in New York. And I need to go because, of course, you're in it and then Dee and Sydney. Dee's I know my, you guys are in yeah. different casts and stuff, but so yeah. many amazing dancers. I need to make it this year to go see the show. Hopefully I can get there. Um, but the dancing bear is so funny. And like, how do you even move those eyes? Like, how do you do that? It must be so hard while you're dancing. It's like magic. It's a lot. It's hard. At, so I did it for the first time in 2019. And it was a struggle in the beginning because number one, the head, unless you get it right, it could move. And you're only really looking out of the lips. So Sugar, she does lips and you can really only see out of like her mouth hole <laughs> and that's pretty much it um so unless that thing is secure like you're it's all over the place so that was hard and then just realizing you're in big wide fur like you're basically in like a tent so everything you do has to be so like exaggerated because if you just do it standard it's not going to read so that mm. was hard as well but once you find the groove of it and know what you need to do and it becomes a thing you can you just have fun with it you pretty much have freedom unless it's very inappropriate to do whatever you want and <laughs> I mean so I, I have fun, fun with it it's tiring you're running the whole time and it's heavy but I think it's a blast I love it I love when it's the right audience too and they laugh and then you know what you did worked I'm like okay yeah like for free Britney um when Britney was free I did it I channeled Britney for most of my I love Sugar, it. so I went into that and the uh, 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 uh. Did the audience pick up on it? I don't know. It's hard to in my cast because we have like the day shows. So I wonder right. like you know, <laughs> as people with their kids with invited dress, they picked up on it. It was all like, you know, dancer friends and people in the industry. So Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Amazing. So one other dance job that I'd love to talk about is Marvelous Miss Maisel. What was that like? Because that's like going back into a whole different time period. And I know that, is it Margaret Derricks? Marguerite Derricks, yeah. Marguerite Derricks. I'm always like combining her name together. She's so cool from everything I've seen and like heard about her. What was that process like? Because that show is so awesome. So I have wanted to, I met and I finally told her this story when I last worked with her. I met Marguerite at Codance convention when I was 11 years old. And she had just choreographed Austin Powers Gold member. So we did in the junior room that, you know, that combo with Mike Myers and the dancers. And they're in their 70s gear. And soon enough, Britney Spears comes in. They have like a duel. So she taught that. And obviously, like, that, you know, when you're that young, you don't fully get it. But I knew... I knew what she had done and what she had choreographed. And I knew I was like, I love from that age. I knew I just loved her movement quality and her choreography, you know, fast forward many years. And I was like, I want to work with this woman one day. And it didn't happen right when I wanted it to, you know, many years passed. I went to college and whatever, but you know, things that for the first time, when I first got to work with her, I fully believed like things happen when they're supposed to. And if it's meant for you, it'll come around. And I was so happy to work with her the first time on Maisel. I auditioned, you know, she runs like a tight audition. It's so great, so efficient. We wear numbers. I no one it. does that anymore. It's <laughs> so great. And I remember that day I, I cried after the audition. I, I, I didn't know if I got it or not, but I made it to the end. And even that in and of itself, I was just so happy because I thought of like little Michael with like bushy hair dancing her stuff and, and having always wanted to work with her. So being able to have a, you know, a relationship with her and continue to work with her has been, it's been a dream. And Maisel is so fun. I love period. That's my favorite 
kind of thing to work, like 50s, 60s. I just think it's, 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 I can't even think of the word. It's, it's rad. And it, it, it's a dream. Anytime I get to be on that show, it's, it's a dream. So, but I, I would say out of any choreographer, just dance style, just her jazz and style wise, I think, I feel like that's closest to my natural dance style. So mm -hmm. it, it, I was like, when I got to work with her, I'm like, this is like, this is perfect. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I adore her. She's, she's been doing this for so long and for a reason because she's amazing at what she does and you wouldn't have three Emmys if, <laughs> you know, so phenomenal. I, I think everyone needs to, everyone watching this needs to look her up, study her. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Now it's time for our first game. It's time for Would You Rather. Oh, I got to drop it for this. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Okay, so I'm going to pick randomly some Would You Rather questions and let's see what we get. Would you rather have all soft and fluffy textures feel like sandpaper when you touch them or always have to use a stranger's toothbrush to clean your teeth. I, I feel like especially in today's times, probably, I mean, I love my soft, you know, furnishings and whatnot, but I guess they'd have to turn rough. Yeah, I think that's probably the best, the best choice. I guess I'll just like put on band-aids. Yeah. So I don't feel it. There, there's workarounds. Yeah, okay. I've never been asked something like that before. <laughs> is it there these are very strange would you rather questions i'm here um, for it would you rather have the hiccups for two hours every day or have to eat without using your hands or cutlery have to eat without using so your hands or face cutlery. face in the food yeah because i could choose hors d'oeuvres you know that could just pop yeah. right in just i love finger foods anyway i just won't use my fingers <laughs> easy easy Okay, yeah. last one. Would you rather have a snake wrapped around your left arm from now until eternity? <laughs> or you already have a snake. I already have one. <laughs> or have to wear clown shoes every time you walk. So the snake, like a real one? Yeah, live snake forever around your left arm. Never leaves you. Or the While clown you're dancing. Shoes. Yeah, or clown shoes. I'd say clown shoes because I feel like one day in Brooklyn, I could just see it happening yeah. fast. Fashion. Like I could just see it blowing up. Yeah, you're, you could be an influencer. You are an influencer, honestly. I feel like I'm a reverse influencer. People see what you're doing and do the opposite. Yeah, in that way. Yeah, actually, <laughs> no, you're right. I never thought of that, it that way, but you're you're. <laughs> You're quite spot on. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But I love that. Okay. Let's talk passions outside of dance. Clearly, Play-Doh and Clay, big passions of yours. I know because you're just doing so stellar with these Play-Dohs. <laughs> I, <think I've, laughs> I think this became one today. I love that. And it's going to be a future. Do you like the smell of Play-Doh? I normally do. I'm just not. And no one be scared because I'm fine but I I just don't rem I remember it being more potent when I was little it's probably healthier now so they probably like remove some chemicals or something maybe that's it but like I can smell it's just not as grand as I remember it mm. being or maybe my nose got bigger I don't know if that affects your smelling but who knows honestly maybe it so, got bigger and the smell stayed the same so it just didn't uh, infiltrate yeah. my nose hole <laughs> Everybody's watching I love this. That. I love that. <laughs> so, besides Play-Doh, what are some of your other passions? <laughs> your cat. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I feel like I live like I feel like I live the life of a housewife, <laughs> like a stereotypical housewife where I don't have like a crazy like. Oh my god! I'd never know. Like he rock climbs. Like I'm just not. You know, I love my fitness. I love my coffee. I love my cocktails. I love my reality TV. I love getting with, you know, the girls and catching up. And, and, and of course, you know, I love what I do. But, I, yeah, I don't have – and I own it. Like, I don't have a 
crazy like side hustle or like a crazy yeah I love that I think that that's so important like you're a real human who dances yeah and and I'm probably boring like that but I get by and make it interesting by just you know telling people about what I'm into and we somehow a lot of my friends are on the housewives like I am so that's been like a huge topic Mm -hmm. it's caused fights like huge topic always keeps it entertaining what's and, the latest in housewives news what can you tell well, the people well new york's taking a year off because they can't get the casting like where they want it and the current season did not do so well even though i thought it was still pretty funny i thought it was pretty entertaining um, but it, the ratings weren't as strong so they're gonna recast it and beverly hills is already filming Again, and they just had their reunion, and I'm trying to figure out Erica. And I love it. I, I don't know much about the Housewives world, but I see you post about it, so it makes me intrigued. So honestly, you are influencing me. Maybe this is a sign that in 2022, I delve into the Housewives world. Maybe, maybe I'm like a real influencer, not just like a backwards influencer. I think you are. People are like, you're wearing Uggs? Okay, let me return mine. <laughs> I love Uggs. That's another interest. I do love my Uggs. Ooh, bringing it back to 2007. I love that. I went to the outlets today and I had a little little fun. Yeah. I love that. I really so, am living like a stereotypical housewife. It's, I love that. It's embarrassing. But but I will say, because people are probably like this privileged little ass, um, excuse me, um, <laughs> I work side hustles. I teach. I choreograph. I used to do samples at grocery stores and then I, you know, was doing something and I wasn't able to work as consistently. So I kind of was let go, but typically yeah, teaching dance a lot, workshops, classes, choreography, all of that when I'm not performing. Yeah. So I do work. <laughs> you, no, you do work. And I you're do also very booked. Get, you're very booked and blessed. Clear. No, totally. But I really do appreciate like, how real you are especially on social media I mean that's like where we see everyone these days because we're still like I mean I'm still in my house when I'm not at work um some people are out living life um as if we're we're done with this little uh panini but you know I think something that I, I just love especially like your social media presence I think that it's so refreshing just the way that you share your videos of like when you were little making these videos in your room on your like (laughs) iMac or whatever like it's just so fun I know there's like this whole big conversation of like Instagram has to be like our resume and you know there's like there's this whole big debate or I don't know if it's a debate but a lot of people are like you know you need to make sure everything is super professional this is where you get jobs from but clearly you can also put in a little pizzazz and a little bit of, I think it's important to show who you really are. But yeah, I just, I love your social media presence and just how honest you are. And like, it, it just gives off the feeling that you're unafraid to be yourself and just celebrate who you are. And I think that that's really inspiring and necessary and in a world where we're so like, put together all the time and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's so refreshing so I just love that you make those choices (laughs) I appreciate it I I think many things about it I think of course will I make sure there's a dance video or a credit or at least a decent looking picture of my face and body you know every fourth post absolutely but at the same time and I think it's just the older I get getting older sucks but it's also great in ways because You just start to, of course, I'm still hard on myself. Of course, I still work hard. Of course, I have my moments. I had a moment today. We're human. But at the same time, you learn to let things go and you learn to make fun of yourself a little bit and you learn to just have a little more humility. And and yeah, I like, I mean, yeah, my Instagram should probably have a bio. But I enjoy like, I enjoy posting things that I think are funny and just real to me. And it seems to have, not that I even do it for attention because I I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't have a crazy following. I'm just doing it for fun really, but it seems to relate to many people, um, which I do appreciate. And 
where am I going with this? Oh, and as far as the sister, as far as the videos, those are in my sister's room that I took. Um, she had the iMac and I would just go onto her iTunes and it was all, you know, G unit and Keisha Cole and, and, you know, Chingy and, and, oh, I can't just, you know, hip hop and R and B and Alicia Keys. And, and so I would just pull those songs and start queening out to them and, yeah, I would leave her, I called them leaving her presence because she would, I guess, somehow like them, even if she was lying. And, you know, we still have the computer. So I just pulled them up and pulled up on music videos and, and I let them rip. Them I, I think so much. I need to share some of them because it just really <laughs> shows it's like dance is like it, it when when you're in it professionally and you're like doing this as a job and you know it's it's serious and it's hard and it's difficult but then to like think back of like I started dancing because well or I I danced because I couldn't not like Mm -hmm. it was just in you it's like joy expressed through your body like and just watching those videos of you when you're little, like, it just reminds you. I think it's, like, it's – I'm making it this, like, really deep thing. But I think No, it but it, really in a is. way it is. Like, and I feel like that little queen still lives in me today. Like, I have friends that yeah, watch Yeah, and it's, like, and how like, do we tap into that? that? How person? do we find it and, like, bring that out? Like, I remember, make, like, forcing people to, like – learn dances that I made up to like Backstreet Boys songs and like especially those like early 2000s like everything was kind of just like like wild back then like I don't know things were just weird in the early 2000s so like they were colorful (laughs) they were were colorful and and loud and and plastic and I don't know it was just kind of like a a weird time and and I just love seeing those videos because it's a reminder to me whenever you post them that it's like I love this and like we do this because we love it and like it's not perfect all the time and it's not always fun and it's not always easy but like finding that little Michael Pesco in yourself like if everyone can connect to that I think the dance world would be like so much better I just feel like well even like non-dance related you know how when you're little and you just don't care what other people think and you run free and you like just run around and you're wild and loose and then once people start making fun of you you start to like recoil and like pull back and you kind of hold back and so I think I think in a weird way that was like because I was the age when people start to be like little shits and start to bully and I think that was my way when I was in that bedroom I knew I could just do whatever I wanted and be free and and just silly and be myself. And then I knew I was starting to get to the age then when I was like, once I'm in public around the boys, like kind of like pull it back a little bit, but, but it's sad how, you know, and then also in the dance world, like there's such wild abandonment. And then once you feel some sort of rejection or someone talking about you or just weird shade or just anything negative, you start to like pull back. And I think, we all need to remember why we, at least in the dance world, why we do this. In the real world, we need to remember who cares what other people think. And let's just, because you're not going to live, you know, and I tell myself this, like, you're not going to live a happy life unless you live an honest life and you're true to who you are. And you don't, you know, I'm not saying be rude, but you can't like hold back who you are just because you're afraid of embarrassing yourself or you're afraid of, you know, someone talking about you because the right people who should be in your life appreciate how weird we can be (laughs) that's just my two cents but so i enjoy watching it too yeah yeah i love it it's like it's really like such a deep moment for me when you post those things i'm like oh yes i need to connect back to like little Haley because like she would have wanted to be friends with little michael for sure we should have been friends and we're around the same I'm definitely older than you are, but let's say we're no, I'm around think the same I'm, age. I think I'm older than you. <laughs> I know. Scandalous. We'll no, well, you're after not. After about ages. Yeah. I appreciate so it. So our last game. Let me okay. a little. Questions, so questions, blew, questions, questions. Blew everyone's ears out. Um, so I'm going to pick randomly from our little questions here. One of each color. And we'll see what we get. 
Some of them are deep. Some of them are funny. You can always veto if you don't like one, but they're not really that crazy. Um, let's Feels see. very um, Andy Cohen. Watch what happens live. <laughs> when they're like, I plead the fifth. <laughs> it shouldn't be too crazy. My Bravo fan will know. Pick a color. Um, purple, because it matches the the logo. The branding. Thank you. It's the branding. By um, <laughs> Maya Kazaz, who was a past guest. Um, oh, she's it's my girl. Yeah. Hey, Maya. I mean, she's not here, but hey, Maya. She might watch. Hey, Maya. Might we watch. love you. Hire her. Mwah, um, okay. Yeah, Are she's amazing. At, she is. Are you good at forgiving people? I think it depends on what they did. That's fair. Right? So if it's something like, like if they've apologized and it, and it really didn't, you know what? If they've apologized, I would say I'm good at forgiving. Yeah. I would say if it was something they don't realize like why I thought it may have been wrong or they just didn't feel the need to apologize about it and it rubbed me the wrong way, I would say I, I kind of look at you a little different. But it has to be something. It can't just be like a, you know, you bumped into me and didn't say sorry. Like, it's it's a little more, Yeah, you know. deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not petty. I support it. I support it. Next color. Blue. What is a bad habit you are trying to get rid of? I, oh, I mean, we could go, like, really surface or we could go really... I um I play with my hair a lot when I'm anxious. I have very bad anxiety, and my I take it in my hair. So um I should probably stop doing that. So I don't need to, you know, put some creams on my head to. You grow have it a back. very nice um, head of hair, though. So I'll give you that. Thank you. It gets very. If I don't put my frizzies conditioning product in it, it could be a, like, a, like fro, like it wow. can get wide and bushy. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then I guess just like another hat, like, I guess like, it's like too deep, but like, just like, you know, putting myself down when I don't need to, I feel like I always assume like the worst rather than the best. And I put myself down probably as like a defense. I don't know. I feel that. So I'm right there should... with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've talked about this. We're gonna, I, I got mad we're at We're going to work on that. We're going to work on that in 2022. Yeah. We got this. Okay, next question. Let's like go the non-obvious. Let's go orange. It's hiding Ooh. in the back. Let's pull it out. What is the best joke you've ever heard? Okay, well, something right for YouTube in the public. Um, oh, God, I wish I knew. Oh, I wish I knew beforehand because I would think. But It's always so hard to come up with jokes right off the top of your head. Can it just be something like really funny that I saw yeah. happen many years oh, ago? Oh yeah, that counts. That counts for sure. This is really like this is kind of not mean, but it, I just thought it was really funny. Um, there was a girl we were like driving, and there was a girl I saw just kind of standing, and there were sprinklers. You know, sprinklers go like in a circle, and this girl and she reminded me of myself. She just had no awareness that. The sprinklers like were on and going in a circle even though they were right next to her like we could hear the spritzing like with closed windows and she just stands there and then she starts to pick up a leaf and then the sprinkler just gets her right from me <laughs> just... oh, no. and i know like I, i'm really like I, I don't know how that came about and i'm gonna think of five better things immediately but i, I just this happened when I was like 12 years old and I'll always think that was just hysterical. Yeah. Just that she didn't hear the sprinklers and she just starts like picking up a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> and then just bam, sprinkler. Oh my God. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll DM you my Yeah, tell me more if you have. I'm sure you have here. a lot of, I'm sure you have a lot. Okay, yeah. last one of these. If there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? Oh, man. Are we going sweet or savory? A sweet sandwich? I mean, I'm here like for anything. Like a PB&J, like... No, I, I would that say... that does count as a sweet sandwich. I, I guess, okay, if we're going regular sandwich, like salty dreams, I would say pesto. Oh, genius. Yeah. Um, Dumb. Mozzarella. Oh, okay. We love mus. The New Jersey is coming out. Um, what kind of meat? 
Well, I love prosciutto. I don't know if that would taste. You know, let's just. It's my sandwich. Do we'll it. put prosciutto Yeah. on it. Okay. Let's put some. Let's put some. Uh, let's put some truffle on it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and um, and then let's dip it because I love to dip. Let's dip it in like a like a not a Worcestershire, but not like a hoisin. But something in the middle of like a dumpling sauce and like a steak sauce, just something like a brown in hue and um, a little salty, a little sweet, like Okay. a balsamic Asian Glaze. yuzu, something, Wow, there's so many words. something not norm. Yeah, Okay. something, something, I love yeah. that. What kind of bread? Ooh. That's a big part of a sandwich. I love... Like flat crispy. So maybe it'll be a panini. I love I love that. crispy, crunchy, even my cookies. I'm like, I need a crunch. Yeah, I love that. Okay, the last question that I ask everyone is, what brings out your most creative self? It's a loaded question. I would say, I would say in some ways, looking at my not messed up, but not so normal childhood I get very inspired by that because I realize that that's kind of why I am the way I am now and how I will be in the future. So that's kind of inspiring in a weird way, just thinking of like the progression of my life. And as I lose a viewer, thank you for coming. Oh, um, and then I would say, I would say music. I feel so dull without music when I'm just listening to silence or I'm in the car with my mom and she wants to listen to talk radio. I feel like I'm just becoming stale, like in an unshut plastic bag of rice cakes. Like I, I just need music. It keeps me, it keeps like my collagen flowing. It keeps me feeling created. It, it brings out movements in me that I'm like, Oh, I, I wouldn't find that in the dead silence of my home. Uh, so I would say, yeah, two very different things, but I would say those are what brings out things in me that are creative. And also if you wake up, to pee at 4 a.m. and you can't go back to sleep somehow I have thoughts that I have never thought of thinking Wow. like I just am if if anyone ever the four of you here if you ever want to and that's that's not a read on you that's like a reflection on me where I'm like I look at me you're you're great I'm looking at it as like my viewership um if anyone is like Fabulous. trying to write write theater or choreograph or Maybe set your alarm if you go to bed at a reasonable hour. Maybe set your alarm for 4 a.m. It's like a and magical wake up. hour for you. I, I swear I have thoughts. I have very strange across the map thoughts that I that never come to you during the day. So might work for you. But 4 a.m. like 3, 4 when you're just awake Prime at night. time. Can't sleep. Yeah. Wow. And they don't That's stop. a new one <laughs> Amazing Okay and where can people find you If they want to watch your Amazing hilarious videos And also your beautiful talented Dance videos How can people get in touch with you Oh, thank you. Well, you can find me on Instagram at M as in Michael Pesco, P-E-S-K-O. It's, as the influencers say, it's down below. And um, also, it, kind of current, but if you want to come see my show Yes. at Radio City, we are open now through January 2nd. I am in, if you look on my, I'm going to repost it on my Instagram because I feel like Facebook is not even worth having people go to my Facebook. Right. That's for mom's friends from high school being like handsome. Um, thank you. But, um, but on my Instagram, I'll repost it. But if you look at my schedule, I'm in the shows in blue. So I have more of like the day morning shows and then Tuesdays I'll take the nights, which Amazing. is great because then my show's over before happy hour. So you should I love come it. and then grab yourself a drink or a, a water with lemon after, um, Use one of And our amazing coasters. that's gorgeous. It um just fell apart when I lifted it up, so we'll just hide that fact. Well, yeah, everyone go see the radio. How, what is the official name of the show? The Radio City Christmas Spectacular? Is No, that the so official? they rebranded it. That's the No old name. way. So now it is Christmas Spectacular starring the Radio City Rockettes. Oh, And they're good to phenomenal. know. They're phenomenal. The show is beautiful. We have a new number this year. 
It's fun. It's beautiful. It's funny. And it doesn't matter where you sit in the theater because if you're in the orchestra and you're close, great. But if you're in the mezz or further back, there's projections literally throughout the entire theater. So there's no bad seat. It's beautiful. Amazing. Everyone has to go see it. It's the perfect. It's like time to get in the spirit. Thanksgiving is next week. So everyone get your tickets. Go see the blue cast. You can see the gold cast too, but definitely go see the the blue cast. <laughs> I mean, I'm in I'm in blue. The gold is great too, and I love the gold. But if you want to see me personally, come to blue. And um, there will be discount codes as well on my oh, Instagram awesome. that I'll post. I'll mm-hmm. share that. Awesome. And if you'd like to see me, my personal Instagram is just Haley Grove. Oh. Um, and then if you would like to follow the show, which would be greatly appreciated, you can check out Dear Dance Pod on Instagram and also subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, essentially Haley, and also subscribe on Apple or Spotify. The audio version of this podcast interview will go live um, in a few weeks so definitely check out all of those things those are all free things you can do to support the show and they really help um and then if you like are really really obsessed with the show there is they are oh yeah they're they're really obsessed um and yeah they're really into it um if you would like to follow the patreon you can join it's only five dollars a month um and you get behind the scenes stuff a list of like craft supplies you can do all the crafts with us and the thing i'm most excited about is when we get 100 patrons i'm going to be starting the dancer's dream grant program um where oops i just hit my microphone um i'll be donating one dollar per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded so that means with 100 patrons it'll be a hundred dollars a month and then hopefully i'll keep growing and we can support dancers and you know create our own art or pay dancers what they should be getting paid when you hire them or you know renting studio space using it however you see fit as a dancer and a creative person so those are all the things i have to plug thank you so so much for being here i hope my audio was better this week thank you i just have to show the final product before we go because if it wasn't for you you we wouldn't wouldn't have have these this art in the world thank you now it smells smells really good now oh pro tip Mm. age play-doh it's better fresh thank you so much for having me this was lovely just to like get to catch up with you in live in front of everybody (laughs) i love it i love it hopefully we'll see each other actually in person very soon yes i am here come see me amazing have a great night everyone thank you for listening to dear dance if you enjoyed the show it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend screenshot the episode and tag me on instagram at dear dance pod it's so fun connecting with listeners so definitely check us out over on instagram and if you want a triple platinum superstar award leave a rating and review on apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts this really helps give the show street cred on podcast platforms again thank you so much for being here i'll see you next week for a new episode of dear dance